Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday at 10am discussing all the latest Arsenal news. I'm joined by Bailey. How do you mate? You good? Yeah, I'm all good, TC. How are you? Very good, thank you. I'm also joined by Chris. How are we, fella? Very good, thank you, TC. Hope you and Bailey are both well and I hope everyone tuning in this morning is keeping well as well. Absolutely. Welcome to everybody joining us in the chat. Well, it's good to see so many of you tuning in as per drop a like on the video if you're enjoying the content and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show we kick off uh, with news regarding Lataro Martinez uh, the Argentinian Inter Milan striker that has supposedly had interest from Arsenal rekindled in him and that if Arsenal were to say offer between 60 and 70 million euros it would be a deal that Inter would be open to doing because Inter owned, of course, by Suning, still have the pressures of needing to sell, even after letting go of Ashraf Hakimi and Lukaku last summer. There's still that pressure that they need to balance the books and a sale of a player like Latara Martinez would do that. However, uh, Martinez does fall into kind of a similar category to Gabriel Jesus in the sense that they're both diminutive, smaller technical strikers. And a lot of people have called on Arsenal to be more forthright with the contrast in forwards that we signed. Jesus being a good option, but then maybe going for a more vertically adept uh, and aerially challenged, not challenged, but aerially effective striker. Bailey, what do you make about the links to Latar Martinez? And do you agree in the sense that if we sign, say, Jesus or say we sign Martinez, that it should be one or the other rather than both? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of pointless signing the same striker for that amount of money. I think if we're going to sign Jesus, then we're going to need, a, as you said, a more aerial dominant striker. But if we sign Lautaro Martinez, then it the same thing as well. But obviously it would be for less money because I believe Lautaro is being quoted around 60 to 70 million, whereas Jesus is around the 40 million, 35 million mark. Mm. So, so there's a big difference there. I think we need to sign one or the other. I'd absolutely prefer Jesus all day, every day because... Jesus has the necessary Premier League experience and there's less doubts about him. I still have my doubts about uh, Latoura Martinez, if he can lead the line by himself, because I think he's thrived the most when he's had a, had a striker with him alongside him. So we've seen Jesus uh, in recent weeks, played as a number nine by himself, he's been thriving. So so I think I'd rather Jesus. And um, yeah, if we were to sign Jesus and we had to sign another big striker, I'd rather Victor or Simen rather than Latoura Martinez, simply because those two will connect better and they're... The variety in type of strikers is much better as well, rather than having uh, Latour and Gabriel Jesus who are the same. Yeah, I I tend to think that there are some slight differences between the way that Jesus and Latara Martinez play. I feel like they could play together. Jesus, of course, can play in a wide area. Latara Martinez can play through the middle and in a two. The difference with Latara is that he's tended to play in a top two, um, either Edin Dzeko this season or Alexis Sanchez and then Lukaku last season. So that that creates a bit of a problem. Chris, where do you see it? If I told you that Arsenal were signing Jesus and Martinez in the summer, would you be a little bit cautious of the fact or apprehensive of the fact that they're quite similar in style? Or would you be thinking, wow, Latar Martinez and Jesus are two massive players. That's quite the summer. Yeah, I mean, 50-50 really, as you said there. Um, and, and as Bailey touched on, both you know, top quality strikers proven at their respective clubs and, um, you know, obviously at an age where they still can take their game to another level, really. Um, but then, yeah, also at the same time, the sort of uh, lack of maybe aerial um, threat that would have um, and, and sort of the 
different style and, and play going forward and, and the, the strength that we could possess um, would, would be lacking, I would imagine. Um, you know, sort of heading into this summer, my ideal two signings in that striker position would be, you know, one pacey, smaller option like your, your Jesus or Martinez and then someone like Tammy Abraham or Patrick Schick, you know, who who are better in the air, stronger. Um, so, you know, obviously if we were to both get Jesus and, and, and Martinez, it would all of a sudden, you know, your, your striker options are looking quite similar in, in terms of style of play and, and the qualities that they would, they would bring. So, um, you know, you could maybe argue that if we added another winger on top of that, like Cody Gap, for example, who stands at like six foot two, you know, he's 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 obviously a bit more taller, he's a bit more dominant in the air, he can he can um be a bit more stronger. Um then you know sometimes you can mix it up a little bit because we know he can play play as a striker as well, play in that centre forward role. So I suppose it would depend on that. Maybe that could have an influence. But I mean if we're we're just looking to bring in two sort of normal strikers uh, and we don't strengthen the, the, the wing area with someone like Cody Gakpo, then I think we do need to be careful and, and try and mix it up as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the argument that contrasting forwards the best way forward for Arsenal is probably the right one. That said, you know, the idea of Arsenal signing two players as good as Lataro Martinez and Gabriel Jesus fills me with excitement. I'm not going to be criticizing us pushing for those forwards all I would say is that maybe there is an argument that if we say bring in a wide forward like as you say a, a Gakpo uh, in the summer that they should be more characteristically different to those two especially considering his ability to play through the middle if you needed him to I just worry that again we go down a more of a one-dimensional route but it's it's hard to to criticise when they're the level of player that we're looking at. And if it does turn out to be those two players or, say, other more diminutive forwards like a Dybala or a Joao Felix or a, a Jonathan David, again, players that aren't known for their aerial threat necessarily, um, it'd be difficult to to be frustrated with that, considering that's the step in the right direction that we want to, to move to. Um, Afsar saying Jesus is a bit inconsistent Kevin says there's no way I'd rather sign Jesus for more than 30 million he has a year left guys rumours uh, was if our, if we were, weren't able to do it this season then Arsenal would give it until the next season signing maybe on a free transfer however we might not need to sign a striker because we've already got some um, and Mikel Arteta has continued to try and convince Eddie and Ketty to sign latest reports coming out from Sammy Mottbell of the Mail is that there is one final push to try and convince Nketiah to re-sign uh, with the club and sign a brand new contract. Is that the right move, Bailey? All I'd ask is, three weeks ago, would the same conversation happen? Mm. And if there's a different answer, then it's the wrong decision. Because is there a different answer? <laughs> yeah, if, the, if, the, if there is a different, yeah, if there was a different answer, then it's the wrong decision because three three games shouldn't determine whether Arsenal offer Eddie Nketiah a, a player a long-term contract, especially in a striker position where I feel like it's so pivotal that you get your decisions right in that department because it can shape the way your team perform throughout a whole season. A striker, one player, a strong striker on your team can shape, can be the difference between a very good season or a terrible season. So if you bring Nketiah on a new contract, that means you're going to sign one striker, you're not going to sign two strikers. Is that the right decision? If we sign Jesus and Enketia, for example, is that a good is that a good combo to have? Personally, in my opinion, it's not. So mm. it's a big decision by Arsenal. I don't think we should offer him a new contract. I think 
we should part ways. It would be good for both parties because Eddie and Kitter won't be starting next season and he wants to be playing football. He said in multiple interviews, so let him go out, go to the lower Premier League club and, and get his get his first team minutes, whereas Arsenal can can build upon their process they're, they're, they're creating right now and, and sign two top strikers. I think that's the best way to go about it. Chris Nketia said that if you give him chances and games and successive matches, you know, you'll get more from him and he's never been offered that opportunity. He is being offered that opportunity now, you know, two goals against Chelsea after a second start, good performance against Man United, should have scored against De Gea, another energetic performance against West Ham where again, he could he could have had a couple of goals and rather should have had a couple of uh, goals. Is there an argument that he's showing now against some very good oppositions that when you're giving him those chances that he is and can be an asset for Arsenal. He is, but he's starting. You know, he started the last three games. Lacazette's been on the bench. You know, if we go and sign a Latoro Martinez or a Gabriel Jesus this summer, then he's instantly back on the bench. Um, mm. that, that's just, you know, that's the, the harsh reality of it, really. Um, as much as he is showing, you know, sort of 110% at the minute and, and putting in some really encouraging performances and, and displays and, and moments in games. Um, he's, I still don't think he's at the, the level that right now to, to be a regular starter at Arsenal, especially if you know, we, know, we know we're going to be back in the Europa League next season. There's going to be more games. Um, and obviously, and this is, you know, no due respect to, to um, Eddie, but, uh, you know, when we're we're trying to close the gap on teams around us and compete with the the the, the big guns, um, when we're going to obviously want to look to to go far in Europe again, um, I, I just don't think he's 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 the right person to have leading our line. Um, if I'm being honest, so I, I still think he could be a great rotational option. Absolutely, I still think you know he has a lot to offer. I still think he he, he has a lot of potential. I've always Looked at him, looked at him as a natural goal scorer. He gets himself some really good, good positions. Um, he is a threat when when you sort of put it on a plate for him. Mm. Um, but uh, look, we, we, we're going to need at least probably two strikers, at least two forwards this summer. And once those come in, I, I'll, I'll be instantly worried about his his you know his opportunities and his lack of game time again. And he's made it very clear that he doesn't want to be like you know sort of sitting on the bench every week, not playing games. He wants to be playing. He wants to be getting minutes under his belt and, and being a, you know, sort of a, a crucial member of, of the club he's at. So um, Bailey made a very good point. He asked a very good question. You know, would we be having this discussion? Would the answer be different, you know, sort of three weeks ago? Um, and you could, you could say based on the, the last three games and his last three performances, it probably would, because, you know, it's football's a funny old game. It, it changes opinions quickly, but I think, um, I think the club should, should maybe just you know look to to sell him on this summer or well, not sell him on, but you know he's obviously his contract's running down. But you know for for all parties involved, look to move on to a new sort of challenge. And um, yeah, as Bailey said, concentrate on sort of the the new era of of strikers and the new phase of, of our front line coming through and and um, looking to bolster in that area this summer. Yeah. For sure. Um, in the chat box, there's quite a few responses that we're getting about this. Uh, YLF says we can offer Nketiah a new contract and then just sell him after. Unfortunately, I don't think it, it would work quite like that. Um, it would take uh, quite the turnaround on Nketiah to do that. And I don't think it's the right 
kind of narrative to set that you you know you re-sign a deal and then you get put on the transfer list i don't think that's how it would work um Jay, uh, no sleep says jesus and david i'd be happy as long as we fix the midfield as well that's just as important in moving us forwards uh just one says quality depth is key if we want to be at the top level uh scott says and is not the answer even a second choice it would be a mistake how many minutes would he get for city liverpool and even chelsea this season fan needs to change their mindset if they want this club to improve, Graham says, I still believe that Nunez is the best option as a lone striker. Ozymen might be a better player, but his price is too high. Wouldn't want to overspend on a striker. And answer says, we could extend Nketiah's contract and then send him out on loan to a team below us or even abroad for two consecutive years and see how much he matures. I think that's if you are going to extend him, probably a better pathway um, for Nketiah if you want to keep him on the books is to say, send him on a two-year loan deal similar to what you know Ch uh, Chelsea did with, with Courtois at Atletico Madrid. Um, pretty much what we did with Danny Sabas, of course, with Real Madrid. And both of those moves that worked out very differently. Sabas eventually returned to Real Madrid, whereas Courtois came back to Chelsea and became their starting goalkeeper over Petr Cech in the end. So it can go one of two ways. So maybe that is the right player to move forwards with. Uh, Daryl says, why need a bigger striker as headed goals are small in percentage. Jota leading with four goals. Quality of crossing is more important. It's a good point about deliveries into the box. Maybe we're not doing enough to create better crossing chances for ourselves right now. Max, though, says, and Ketir is an average player. We need an upgrade. Strikers are supposed to make runs and build up play. There is nothing special. He offers uh, a look at Benfica striker. He's everything we need regarding Nunez, I believe he's talking about there. Also, one to keep an eye on at Benfica is Goncalo uh, Ramos as well. Very exciting young striker coming through there too. And our final topic of discussion for today is based on Nuno Tavares. Now, we're seeing some links with a number of fullbacks, of course, fullbacks that can play on either side. Now, Howell. Molina of Udinese mainly on the right, but has played on the left. And more recently, Aaron Hickey from Bologna, Scottish international, uh, ambidextrous, can use both his feet, plays on the left, scores goals, gets assists for Bologna. And of course, our relationships with Bologna is very good after we had such a huge success with Tommy Asu coming in. Bailey, do these links make you think this could be a summer in which Tavares' Arsenal future is already decided? Well, I think it... Look, Tavares... I like Tavares personally, but it has to be. It just has to be. I don't think you can go into a Champions League campaign with Tavares at left-back. I think if we were to change our system where Tavares was able to be played as a left-wing-back, then I, th I don't think we should sell him. I think I'd be, I'd want to keep him on because he's still a young player. He's still got time to grow. But as a defender, I feel like naturally defending should be engraved in you. I don't think it can be taught almost. And I think with Nuno Tavares, he's very slow defensively. And I think that affects his game. And that's why he'll always be a left back or a left winger. I don't think as a left back, we could really succeed with Tavares there because he'll always be a, our Achilles heel. I think teams will always target that side. So I think being linked to other left backs makes sense. Um, we can't really trust Kieran Tierney at the moment with his injury issues. So we don't know. It could be to replace Kiriantini because we know Kiriantini's been linked to clubs like Real Madrid, etc. So it might not be at the end of Tavares. But I think Tavares needs to go out on loan, maybe go to a club where they're defensively assured, more defensively minded to hopefully mature. Maybe go to the Serie A where tactics and, and the tactical play is much more, much more, uh, much more advanced. So Tavares can learn defensively there. But yeah, it could be the end for Tavares. Could be. I mean, Chris, we've seen players join go. Willian, of course, signed by Arteta and eventually at the end of that season 
both of them came to an agreement to allow him to move on. Pablo Marie was signed by Arteta and has now been you know, sent away on loan. And the expectation is that he will probably leave in the summer. Um, we've seen Aubameyang given a new contract. And then very quickly after that contract was signed, we've then seen him move on from the club at the end of this season. Uh, look, I, I think that Arteta is a manager that if he sees even a player that he has either signed or renewed... And he doesn't feel like that that player is good enough for what he's done or what they've shown is not good enough. He is going to be willing to move them on fairly rapidly. Do you feel like Tavares is going to fall into this category? Um, I'm not sure he will, to be honest. Um, and I, I'm still relatively confident he'll be at Arsenal next season. Um, the, the reason I think that is because uh, I get your point that, you know, we've signed players and, and literally only a few months later or a year later that they've gone. But I think obviously the, the, the different circumstances um, around that, um, we know Arteta is is ruthless when it comes to making decisions um, and doing obviously what's best for the team. But I think with Nuno, you know, we're we're talking about a young player who, you know, has come over to England for the first time. It's his first season playing in, in the Premier League at the, the highest level in England, um, in an Arsenal team which you know has sort of grown and developed as the seasons progressed. I think it's still. You know, it's still growing. It's still developing as a team. Um, there's been lots of ups and downs. Um, but I still think he has a lot of potential. You know, and I, I, whether that is at, at left back or left wing back, I'm not so sure. I tend to agree with Bailey in his point where, you know, he does look a lot more comfortable going forward. It looks a lot mm. more natural to him going forward. Um, there's 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 aspects, many aspects of his game that he needs to improve on. There's no doubt about that. I think crossing, I think shooting when he's going forward, that still needs a lot of work. His overall concentration during the game, passing, you know, yeah, okay, there's a lot of aspects in his game that needs to be worked on. And when you think about those aspects, they're all crucial, you know, and it, it is, it's kind of, you know, worrying, of course. But I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt this season, considering it's his first in England, considering it's his first at Arsenal and considering he's still very young. And I don't know if this is going to be deemed as controversial or not, but in my opinion, there's been a lot of shaky moments from another debutant this season in, in Sammy Lekonga. And I still think he's got a lot of work to do, but we're not, we're not talking about, you know, a departure for him already or alone. And I, I think it would be unfair you know, to of Arteta or the club to maybe make that decision with Tavares and not with with Sambi because I think Sambi is someone else. So again, you know, we've got to to um, appreciate the fact it's his first season in England. He's still young, um, still got a lot of development to go through. But again, throughout the course of the season, yeah, okay, he's shown some bright moments as has Nuno, but he's also shown a lot of shaky moments as well, um, which have been quite costly at, at, at times. So. Um, Look, we, we knew this was going to be a risk or a risk factor when we approached last summer how we did, you know, looking at towards the youth and looking at players who have a lot of potential moving forwards, but are perhaps, you know, still a little bit raw, still a lot, you know, development to go through. But um, I think the club would have known that. I think Arteta would have known that, you know, that there's, there's players in this squad, not just those who came in in, in, the, in the summer, but but players who are already present at the club that have still got a lot of a lot of development to go through, still got to grow as players, still got to improve. And, um, you know, that's the approach we took last summer. I think the club was aware of that. They'll be working on it. They would have worked on the last uh, throughout the season. 
I'm a strong believer in 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 mistakes being the best teacher. Um, and uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give those two names in particular the benefit of the doubt this season for the reasons I've stated. So we, we have to accept it. OK, it's not ideal, but it is what it is. I'm confident they'll improve and grow as players as the, you know, the rest of the season goes on. They improve over the summer. They've got a great opportunity, obviously, in the training camps where we're abroad, at home, pre-season to prove themselves, to, to, improve, like, to, to go out there and, and grow as players. And then also, I think, you know, the fact that we're probably looking to bring in one or two or three top quality, more experienced players this summer, hopefully that complements them really well and it helps them. You know, it helps their development. It helps them grow as players. So I'm not quite at the stage yet of, of saying, right, Tavares has got to go. I think obviously another full back addition this summer or two, you know, whichever you know, we think is, is reasonable, it, it might help them. Um, it will help ease the pressure at least. Um, because obviously, like like Bailey said, you know, Kieran Tierney's injuries certainly haven't helped and they've been a factor in it. And all of a sudden, Tavares having to come into the squad and, and play week in, week out. So, um, yeah, willing to give them the benefit of the doubt this season. But, um, of course, I hope to see them progress and, and, and develop and, and grow as players moving forward. Absolutely. Um, let's jump into the chat and get some more reaction to this. Uh, Zander says, Tavares is the new runnerson. Of course, signs under Arteta and looks to be on his way out uh, just a year later. Uh, just Vance says Arsenal should keep Tavares if we're in the Europa League, but if we qualify for the Champions League, we should move on. Lynn says, so what do you think they saw in Nuno when the club was looking for a defensive player? Nuno must have been making the same mistakes. From my perspective, I think they saw that they needed a backup left back. They wanted to lower the age profile of the squads. They would have been looking at potential options of players that were what they deemed of a level of potential that could back up Tierney. But because of the available price that Tavares was available for and their targets at centre-back, in central midfields, in attacking midfields, uh, right back, a goalkeeper they all had during the summer, we didn't have much more wiggle room in regards to investment. So when they found out, I think that Tavares was available for such a low amount of money, I think that was a big, big factor in why they decided to kind of move on that deal. Tom, just very quickly, mate, sorry to interrupt, but I remember in the earlier stage of the season, Nuno was putting in some really good performances and they were performances that were actually keeping Tierney out of the team and Mikel Arteta was favouring Tavares. And then... All of a sudden, because he's, you know, he's he's putting some okay, yeah, absolutely, he's putting some some questionable performances and he's looked shaky. All of a sudden, you know, people think he's not good enough for this football club or should he should be sold and he's not a very good player. This is what happens when you are a young player in a new league, in a new club, in a new country. You are going to have ups and downs. And look, Tavares was brought in. You said it there. He was brought in to be a backup, a rotational option. Um, and we seem to be forgetting that we've, we've 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 still got our first option at the club um, in Tierney. Unfortunately, he's he's just got a very poor injury record, um, and obviously that, like I said a moment ago, that's that's meant that Tavares has had to play probably more games than he probably was expecting, and Arteta was expecting him to play. Um, but uh, I really do think fans, if they're they're thinking that he should be sold already, or if he's not a very good player. Um, we, we really should be giving him the benefit of the doubt for the reasons that I've stated, because like I said, you know, why aren't people saying the same about Sambi? Um, who again, I, I, I really do think he, he's, he's had a lot of ups and downs this season as well. So um, 
you know, sometimes we can be, we can have a short memory, can't we? When players are doing really well, they're, they're the best players around. And then when they're going through their rocky patches, all of a sudden they're not good enough for this football club. Tavares is still young. You know, he's, he's, he's gone through it all this season. Um, and like I said, I think, you know, going through those those tough patches in your career, enduring those those really dark moments and, and difficult spells, it only makes you stronger. So um, I, I really hope Tavares makes it here. I really do, because I think he's got something in him. I'm not sitting here and saying, you know, he hasn't got any flaws because he has. And he's got he's got to make improvements to his game. There's no doubt about that. But um, I, I think we need to give him a little bit more time. Mm, fair enough. I, I I think that if the option for Arsenal to get a better player is there, for me, I would jump at that chance. And then maybe just... loan him. And then maybe loan him. Yeah, possibly. Because it doesn't mean you have to sell him, of course. But, uh, I mean, if Arsenal had the chance to, say, make profit on Tavares this summer, if, say, a club came in with a £50 million bid and we could double our money and still sign Hinkley, I mean, that pays for Hickey. So that I, I would be very tempted to do something like that. But I think you're right. There is clearly talent there. Um, and whilst he's an Arsenal player, I'm going to be nothing but supportive and back him to, to succeed. And I think I'll speak for everyone when I say, well, mostly everyone when I say that. I just hope that he can um, push on because he's going to be our starting left back for the rest of this season for these last four matches. And we're going to be reliant upon him to put in those performances to help us get into the Champions League. So I'm hoping that that's, that, that's there. I also think that Tommy Asu's return is going to be beneficial to him too. So, and that will hopefully really, really help him. We are going to wrap things up there. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe. You know, over 200 of you are tuned in to watch. So do drop a like on the video. It really just help us out and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. If you're joining us on Facebook, hop over to YouTube and drop a, a subscription on if you're not done so already. Um, Bailey, thank you so much, mate. Appreciate your time. Thank you, TC, CD, and everyone in the comment section as always. Absolutely. Chris, always a pleasure, my friend. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Bailey. Um, thanks to everyone tuning in, and I hope everyone has a great day. Absolutely. Not long left, uh, of course, until Arsenal play Leeds and Liverpool play Spurs. Big weekend of football ahead. We'll have all the build-up to that and more transfer content for you too. And a discussion about captains this afternoon for you to tune into. So make sure you turn those notifications on so you don't miss that one. We'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Go on, go on, go on, go on.